Is there such thing as being too emotional or too sensitive, perhaps? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Think More Than Twice. Today, I wanted to talk about emotions and sensitivity, if you want to call it. And specifically for myself, I wanted to talk about how much of an emotional person I am and how I've been struggling with it in, you know, more than usual lately, especially. And I think the fact that I've been talking about overthinking a lot and also covered the episode on overthinking, this one really does go hand in hand with that one. Because again, I'm a super emotional person and get sensitive over a lot of things that people usually wouldn't think makes me sensitive over and I'm sure that also that it's also the case for some of you. So maybe you can relate to it as well. When I say sensitive and emotional, obviously about the normal hardships that we all go through, like breakups of any kind of relationships, family, death, mental health. But I mean, even small things like, well, not small, but to me, it's not small like animals or like helpless people and mostly just old people like that shit literally breaks my heart and I don't know why or how else I can explain it but maybe because I also um, lived with my grandpa most of my adult life and seeing him suffer and the kind of support that he was getting or the help that he needed all along just all of it even with situations that are out of my control and I swear most of the people that I surround myself with can't really relate to it and I think the most difficult part about this for me is that people usually don't realize when they first meet me or in fact think the opposite about me because of this exterior front I usually have. And again, I think I've unconsciously been doing this because of the way others have interpreted my emotions in the past. I have put myself in a lot of, you know, vulnerable situations in the past and just continuing to do that became so draining for me at one point because I think I was also doing it around the wrong people and I hadn't realized why I was becoming so emotionally drained over it. This can come off as a little bit misinterpreted again because why not just completely be yourself, right? And I think I did this a lot more because, well, before I mean, and especially with a lot of people who were the closest to me and I remember even that took me a really long time because for me trust was more like I meet someone and they usually start to build up their trust with me rather than starting at a hundred and it going down based on the different situations that were presented to me which was why 
it would take me so long to even share certain things and I didn't want to come off as too, you know, emotional, but the more I grew older, the more I realized how toxic this was for me personally, at least. And also that I was doing this around the wrong people. And at the time, I obviously thought they were the right people. Like to me, it's not normal that you can't be your authentic self, even if you're the most emotional or so-called sensitive person around people that you're close with. Like that sounds like a red flag on its own to me. And again, for me, this was one of the wake up calls on how I was spending my time and most importantly, who I was spending my time around. So at the end of the day, If I had to feel anxiety over completely being myself, then I knew I wasn't being, I wasn't me completely, but I was again, just used to being around certain people in my life. And the fact that I wanted to see the best in others, I would really, I would literally just shove all these emotions down further and further and almost convince myself that maybe it's not a big deal, even though I knew how much it was bothering me. And again, my overthinking would really sometimes, you know, take over, peek its way through. And this is one of the things that kind of helped me personally in a small way. The quote from the book, the horse, the boy, the fox, and the mole. So the quote is where a boy and a horse are both in the woods and the boy says to the horse, I can't see a way through. And the horse says, well, can you see your next step? And the boy says, yeah. And the horse says, then just take that. A lot of the times we look at the goal, we look at the future, we look at the end game And we look at how long of a journey it is and we feel so overwhelmed with that. Instead of that, I'm just learning not to worry about that because that will come with each step you get closer to that. So I try to tell myself that I don't need to worry about how far away it is. All I need to focus on right now is my next step. And in this case, it's with my emotions, you know, because to me, instead of constantly bottling it all down and putting others first, I literally just don't care. Like I could care less about how it's going to look in the long run or how long I've known the person, you know, if it's affecting my mental health in this moment and paralyzing me to be myself, then how is this really going to benefit me in the long run? Before I get to the most recent events, I remember in high school that, you know, some of my friends, some of my closest friends were just so toxic to be around. And I had to, again, suppress my emotions to cater to their toxicity. But I know that was a long time ago and they might even be different today. Who knows? I just remember how emotional I would feel sometimes, but 
I wouldn't be able to share those fully. Maybe it was, you know, the people pleaser in me. I don't know. But most importantly, though, recently, just in the past year, I have stopped being friends with some of the people I thought were going to be in my life probably like my whole life. And I mean, like our children would grow old together as well. And one of the reasons why I do have such few friends now is because I genuinely just love being around them. And I think they're good people and our morals really do align with one another. A lot of the so-called close friends I had, I would sometimes just feel so much anxiety around them. And I had no idea why I would feel a certain type of way, but but I do remember I started journaling a lot. I know a lot of people also, you know, talk to themselves and I caught myself doing that too and not in like a crazy way, but just like really trying to figure out why I would feel so much anxiety around them rather than being uplifted and happy. However, I do know that you don't always, you know, feel happy or jolly every single time you're together. But if it's all the time, then that's not normal. And for me, I really do absorb people's energy when I'm around them. So it really does reflect on my mood and how I personally become it literally becomes more exhausting for me to be around certain people than to just be by myself. And I did elaborate more on this on my last episode as to why I was feeling a certain way and why I would just, you know, rather be by myself than with some people I used to surround myself with. One of the weird thing is with strangers I love socializing with and that's like that's a part of me right and share my thoughts without being judged and just with such an easy flow for me I think it's also because there's no expectation there really I just have a great time and that's that with the people that I do know and have expectations from as soon as they do something that does not align with you know my morals it's just so hard for me to get past it with this I mean big things like you know betrayals I legit will never see the situation the same way because I'm too busy overthinking all of the other motives behind every situations or share topic I've also come to see through a lot of people's bullshit like Some people in their adult life will really sit there and say one thing, but literally contradict themselves and say, you know, the very thing they just said. To me, that's literally like mind boggling because that shit should not be happening in our adult life. Even people's body language or the way they avoid eye contact or hide around the bushes about the shady things they're doing just makes me feel so many types of ways because on one side, again, I feel like all these emotions um, or cry, but when I also feel sorry for them because I don't understand why people do behave this way, I would 
also related back to me as if I did something to them to make them feel that way. But I know that's a lot of my own overthinking and it's almost never true. Almost never true. Just recently, I had a pretty tough year. I'll get more in details about this another time properly with the right words. But when it comes to emotions, even though I said what I said earlier about, you know, not wanting to cater to other people's bullshit, I also think it's unfair for me to completely isolate myself from being myself because I'm an emotional person. Be And maybe it's my cancer horoscope sign, or maybe it's a lot of my cancer horoscope sign, but I don't care because I still like to give people the benefit of the doubt when I first meet them, when I get a good, you know, vibe off of them. Again, it's all about the good energy and the vibe check. Also, if you don't replace these types of people who makes you feel anxious about your own feelings or call you too sensitive, then you're never going to make room for the great people who are, you know, out there and ready to become such a major part of your life. And maybe half the time as another person you've known for a long time too. And I think that's another thing that I've learned about myself. Like I used to really cherish those friendships because of how much time I we'd spend together. But like that doesn't really matter I think in your adult life and I think this is one of the things that I've really worked on as well with pushing the barriers and meeting new people who genuinely just makes me happy and also have the same goals as me and add on to what my life already is because if it's sucking the energy out of you then let me tell you that it doesn't matter how long you've known them for Also, the more you put yourself first, the more you feed your own energy and emotions, the more confident you become. Not saying that I completely put myself out there and just how things go, because I have been fucked over by people before. So what I'm trying to say is sometimes I still don't know how to not fully care and I'm talking about all types of relationships like I cannot let it go I hold on to it because to me if I can be a certain way and know the difference between how to treat different humans around me then I can't comprehend how other people don't so if I don't see the reciprocation then to me it sounds like a choice But don't get me wrong, I'm also not saying that I'm going to continue to hold on to these types of grudges because I, if I quote Jay Shady correctly, he talks about the four healthy ways of, you know, forgiveness, which are, I do not forgive you no matter what. Second being, if they apologize, then I will only then forgive them. Third being, I forgive you and expect nothing back. And the last one being, I forgive you no matter what you did, but more so making myself aware and just being frank that it's normal to feel this way and everything is a work in progress sometimes. For the longest time, I think 
I'm also guilty of this a little bit, but to me, I don't see how it's a bad thing to be overly sensitive. To me, if somebody came to me and just shared their emotions and cried about, you know, whatever it is they felt bad about, I think that's so strong. To me, it's not holding back and acting angry instead, which is why it's obviously important to find the right person to do it with but overall I so admire people who put themselves out there and just share something that's bothering them and I myself grew up in a home with you know my other five sisters we also we always talked about our our emotions and just from that too for me it was normalized at an early age right another good point I found from Harvard Health was that as challenging as it may be, the best way to handle difficult feelings, including sadness and grief, is to embrace them because it is important to allow yourself to cry if you feel like it. Make sure to take the time and find a safe space to cry if you need to. Most people associate crying during grief with depression when it can actually be a sign of healing your emotions and crying is literally a natural response that humans have to a range of emotions including sadness grief joy and frustration and fun fact researchers have also found that crying is a relieving pain oxytocin and endorphins can help improve your mood I mean, mine's still a work in progress, but this is why they're often known as quote-unquote feel-good chemicals. Think of it as a sneeze, if you will. Like, consider crying as the equivalent of sneezing. When you cry, you let out tons of emotions that allow your body and mind to reboot after you release all those emotions. And It's the same thing with sneezing is that it releases a bunch of stuff that really shouldn't be inside your body. When people hold in their sneeze, they're holding back something that the body wants to release to readjust the physiological nature of things. And I think one of the things I that really held me accountable on tracking my emotions is that I do journal a lot about my emotions And especially before when I didn't want to fully share them, I came across my journal about my emotions, but I think what was fascinating to me um, finding in them was not about necessarily my career or money per se, or about money, I mean, but about my emotions. Like I had, and I still am, it's still work in progress for me, but just when I was going through a hard time, I had sort of normalized it for myself because of what I was going through, like getting angry, getting low, and sort of going through crying jags, having fatigue, having brain fog, and all of this stuff that crept up on me. So it's still like the old analogy, if you throw a frog into boiling water, it'll jump out immediately. But if you um, put a frog in lukewarm water and slowly raise the temperature, it'll die because it won't realize that it's getting hotter and hotter. 
And that was the case with me and this thing I was struggling with. And I hadn't realized how my emotions were a year ago and how it should have been. Like I was really living in a state I would now call suffering. And I wasn't conscious of it because at the time I was like, well, this is who I am. So I think a lot of the time it's the people we're around and the situations that take over our lives. Like I slowly started to become my true self who's happy and emotional. Like that's the real me, even though I am emotional and sensitive. So I do think that journaling is a great way of tracking them, especially on like any occasion, really, even if like you're meeting somebody new, tracking your emotions on how you felt around them or tracking your emotions about how you felt about certain situations really does hold you accountable, especially when you want to revisit those moments or see or be reminded of it, really. I think I want to do another episode on emotions in general, but that's it for this week. I hope that you continue to be an emotional badass yourself. Thank you so much for listening to me. I will talk to you next week. 